Nourish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Laub, and her variety of guests on The Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destinations. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has firsthand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guests' mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking your time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guest. I hope you're enjoying the shift in the seasons and are safe through all of our nature's upsets. I know um, I have an uncle in Wilmington, North Carolina, right close to where the storm hit, and um, I haven't heard from him, so I'm praying that he's well and everyone else is doing well. I am your turquoise angel guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic and medium, and spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother and great-grandmother. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first and to listen to their inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. You can learn more on my website, www.catherinemlab.com. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I'm thrilled today to be interviewing Daniel, Daniel J. Harris from The Soupy Gato Show. Show. There you then go. You will... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Then you will help me out there. Go ahead again. Well, Supicato? It... Yep, there you go. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Daniel J. Harris is the owner and host of possibly the very first All Styles from All Over the World music podcast. Originally from an hour north of Detroit Rock City, to an hour south of Sweet Home, Amsterdam. French horn, bassist, crazy stand-up poet, vocalist for the band Nadmet, and a brilliant Dutch keyboardist. I'm excited to introduce you to Daniel and look forward to learning more about his radio show and his story about the loony bin, which I'm sure we share a lot in common with that. So hi Daniel, welcome, it's great to have you here. I am very honored, I, uh, and it and it's uh it's such a pleasure because well, 
the the spoon and uh, the soup seem to to go naturally together. Do they not? Yes, they do. I'm glad you pointed that out. Thank you. Because the spoon for me is I'm nourishing your soul, and you're doing the same thing. So share how you came up with the name the Soupy Gato Show. <laughs> well, I had a cat named Soup, and <laughs> and um, my best friend I was living with in uh, East Lansing, and his mother came to visit with uh, his stepfather. And his mother's father was the president of Paraguay. And I learned so much that night. Uh, Ramon, uh, her husband, like I saw a picture of him with Bobby Kennedy in a, in a um, bomb shelter. And, yeah. and uh, you know how certain cats want to sit on, like everybody be calling them, but they'll sit on the lap of the person that just doesn't like them. And... Yes. Antonio, then I love you. I love, but I hate Subigato. I hate Subigato. <laughs> Gato is is Spanish for a uh, cat. I so, love it. So I uh, sort of and like he had moved in. Like I had called and she was visiting. It's like, uh, Dan says hi. Dan, I know no Dan. Subigato. Oh, I love Subigato. So <laughs> when uh, it was just a natural. Um, uh, you fit for because you know cat was slang for like jazz musicians and because it's all styles there's all types of soup so uh you know each week it's uh, or well lately uh, I haven't been week but for years I was weekly years and years and uh yeah it's uh it opened a lot of doors and uh it, it has a, a name that sticks and fits quite well with uh what we're doing here tonight so I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. That is wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's been, uh, that's, yeah, I've said that story a few times over the years, but yes. I never Continue get tired of it. Thank you sharing it. <laughs> uh, donkey Bell. Yes. So I am shuffling the deck from Archangel Michael, my card deck, and let's see what we have for you. God is in charge. Dear God, please help me let go of this situation, giving it in faith and trust to your divine wisdom and infinite love in order to resolve and heal everything and everyone involved. And I feel this is related to maybe a relationship with you or um, somebody else in your life having a relationship problem. And it's like the energy is coming through Archangel Michael and into you to give you the power of helping out. Um, there's also an infant on a woman's lap, and I'm feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm feeling like this infant may be passed. Is there someone in your life that lost a child? Not that I know of. Okay. So, um, as you're talking to people, just let them know that this is what I told you, that that child is with the person. It's probably something that they didn't really share, but once you start telling people, they're going to say, oh, that's me. So, just let them know that that child is in their life watching over them. 
Okay, well, I will try to do that, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. very interesting. Now, what about Archangel Michael shining his light through you? Is there a situation that you've been overseeing or a relationship situation with you that is a little bit of a struggle? Yeah, you could say that, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You don't have to share the details just as long as you understand what that means. Sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. funny, you know, to say, well, I'm an open book, and then right off the bat, I, uh, well, that's a bit, well, it's because of respect for, you know, the, the other. Yes. Yeah, so that's, it's yes. not that I wouldn't share, but I, I need to be, uh, you know, respectful. Yes. So thank you for exactly. understanding that. That's but yeah, you are spot on. <laughs> yeah. okay. That light is shining. <laughs> okay, so and remind, remember that God is in charge and mm -hmm. He guides everything and makes sure that the outcome is a positive one. And I'm being guided to grab a second card for you. Let's see what that one actually comes up as. Uh, <laughs> admit the truth to yourself and act accordingly. <laughs> So again, this goes back to the relationship and having the trust and knowing the right things to say at the right time. So that, I'm going to leave it just at that and just let you um, know that this is the situation that is coming forefront and know that um, there will be a good outcome from it. Sounds good. Yeah, I will yeah. do some uh, marinating on that one. I will, yes. I will spend some time, uh, yeah. And, Most uh, definitely, because yeah. um, well, thank you know, you. What, what, what is meant to come forward comes forward, and there's a reason for it all the time. So you know the reason, and you will take care of it. Yep, yeah, I uh, need to... Uh, so as we were saying that you have your own show, but um, a while back I read something on your website, and I love the description, so I want to read this. First, it's a podcast, so you can download or stream it anytime you like. You don't need to sit by your radio and wait. I do the show Sundays and put up a new show each week, Tuesday night around midnight. Now, is that still true, those days? I haven't been able to for, uh, I've had uh, some health stuff. In fact, I was okay. in the hospital uh, Monday, so... Um, no, since since redoing the site and the book coming out and the uh, the CD was re-released and yeah, there's some uh, <laughs> life uh, kind of sneaks up and so I haven't been able to. I'm not I'm not in the situation I used to be in. You know, right. there's a lot more okay. variables. So uh, well, that needs so sort of to be changed, but it was yes. you know. <laughs> exactly. So mm. we will change that right now to say that. Again, you don't need to sit by your radio and wait. You can listen at any time to the recordings. So I definitely recommend that you go and listen. But then you also go on to say music helps. Music comes in from all over the world. All styles welcome and wanted. I try to make each show as different as possible. So that still stands true because all of your your shows are different and people get a different um, lesson in what they're hearing and hear some great music. Is that correct? Absolutely. And uh, you can't help, well, it's like the scientists learning that they always had an effect on 
every single um, test they were running and uh, they ran the blind test. So I know that somehow my subconscious, my, my conscious is going to affect what um, the flow is. So, uh, you know, even though I try to be impartial and uh, it's still, yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> you know, if I need, uh, I need to uh, work through something and I need some higher energy, then yeah, it can, uh, but um, yeah, you can listen. Like if you went to a desert island, I think I could take care of you with a new show for uh, a couple months. <laughs> so okay, there's uh, I haven't been able to post all of them on there since uh, uh, changing hosts and going with the Dutch uh, hosts and everything, and I don't have uh, the space. And but but uh, eventually, you know, if you're there okay. and you want to listen, I w I will make it happen. <laughs> okay, and timing's everything. That's what I tell everybody. Timing's everything. So the ones that are up there are the ones meant to be listened to now. I just put a new one up just yesterday. Perfect. Yeah, I just uh, got the playlist and everything all, all out. And uh, I moved a bunch of files with some music that I I personally really like. So. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, so I hope that, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, because what the basic idea is, it, it has to come from us. And if it's the music that you really like the best, it's coming from you. Absolutely. They, they definitely, you know, I, I love the Beatles, but there's certain songs that I just don't resonate with. They, they kind of get me. But this music that's on right now, yeah, it, uh, it definitely resonates with me. And I, uh, yeah, I hope that, uh, you know, you know, if, if, if you don't just go to the next one, and I'm sure, you know, right. you'll hear something that you've never heard, you know, before. And that was exactly. a, the cool thing is. And I bet you each time somebody listens that they probably pick something else up differently the next time. For sure. For sure. It's like reading a book at different times in your life. You're going to get a different uh, perspective. Yes. Yeah. So, Daniel, share a little bit about your background and how you help people. Well, well, I grew up... <laughs> I grew up in Essexville, Michigan, but I was born in Bay City, Michigan, and I not only was born in the same town, same hospital, but the same room as Madonna. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, there's, an, uh, there's a lot of other people that can say it too. They just don't happen to be here right now. But pretty much everybody I went to graduate with, though, they could all say it. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, all, it's just uh, yeah, perspective having different vantage points for the for for that to be funny. And I've told, I had gone years, literally years, without speaking to a fellow American, and that is that is a weird thing. And I ran into a, I met a guy. I I have a Scottish friend, and we were down in Amsterdam, and I told that story, and it was at the end of the evening, and he just went. Oh boy, and I laughed so hard at that reaction. <laughs> it, it's just funny how, uh, yeah, you know, it just how people look at things. Yeah, and the fact of going such a long time without, you know, somebody getting um, my references and uh, just things of that, you know, you take for granted. 
and your vocabulary changes and your, your speaking manner changes. And for yes. somebody that um, really enjoys writing, it, it's, um, well, I will, I will go into a, to a more of a, because um, I'm dyslexic and uh, that's something that I, I want to talk about for, for a bit. So I won't go too much in that, but uh, uh, I, my parents divorced early on and I grew up with my grandparents and I had an Irish grandfather who would sing very often and not very well <laughs> and a grandmother <laughs> who was French Canadian and could almost sing opera you know could have almost had you know at times and rarely sang so it was uh, such a dichotomy of personalities and uh, yeah, I was so fortunate to uh, grow up. My uncle lived in the house, my mother, my sister, my cat Whiskers, and it was a nuclear family. And uh, I uh, didn't have a good relationship with my father at all, so I was very fortunate to have. Um, my uh, grandfather was a president of Little League, so I was, uh, you know, Hi. then you're on second base as a pop to the left field. What are you doing? You know, that was that was kitchen table talk every night. Okay. So, so I know. Well, that's the fun talk. Yeah, and he, I, I really think because I, I, I would run into guys later in life that he coached, and before this was a rule, he made sure each player played three innings and got in at bat, and that's uh, I love watching a Little League World Series because you see, um, you see the joy of the game. And, and the way I learned it and the fact that I think he was probably the first guy that did that year in and year out because um, well that because of <laughs> every guy he was but uh, right. I've been thinking about because there's on uh, ESPN the, the sports channel they have uh -huh. these different documentaries very uh, very interesting stuff um, yes. like uh, there's one on Nelson Mandela that's wonderful like all the players go into the um, um, his prison cell, and um, but to see, I would like to see my my grandfather uh, James Corbett after the boxer. That was the other thing. I, he was a Golden Globes boxer, and wow. um, yeah, James Gentleman Jim Corbett Madigan. That is great. Yeah, he uh, he was a he was a good guy, and uh, I have <laughs> here's one. So I got uh, a shamrock tattoo to. Uh, um, you know, to because I'm a mutt. I'm an American. I, I I'm little, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and everybody here is Dutch, and that's such a weird <laughs> thing, you know. Because I'm like, you know, I got Scottish. I got I I got a little Italian. I got French. But um, um. Oh, I sort and of. Mine is Italian, oh, German, and American. Yeah. Well, so I got this tattoo, and and uh, then I found out later that if I ever go to prison which I don't ever plan to do, but uh, it is the Aryan race. And it's like, oh my God, what did I do? You uh -huh. know, I couldn't believe that that's like, I'd either have to get it carved off, uh, covered, you know, like, uh, or join them. And I'm like, oh my God, I, yeah. <laughs> Can you share about that Aryan race? What does that mean, please? Oh, that's that's the, the neo-Nazis. That's the skinheads in prison. That's, oh, that's the okay. gang. That's like the, the gang. You know, in prison, they do all, you know, the horrible, the bad dudes, you know, and Ooh. I don't want to be a part of those guys. I was so. just happy that I'm Irish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Oi, well, you're not going to be going to jail, so it's something you don't have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do have some stories with that, but that just, yeah. That's, that. in fact, I kept notes that uh, the whole time because uh, well, this book that uh, I wrote, the, the Looney Bin Journal, was, um, you know, me trying to commit suicide. Well, you know. Well, it's, let, me it's, read, let me read mm -hmm. what um, is, I believe I got this off of um, Amazon. Daniel J. Harris went to the loony bin. In his journal, he says, I will never be normal, but that's fine. I'd shrivel up if I had to be a broker or a salesman. I'll probably never be good with money or have a real understanding of cards. I couldn't give up what I went through for a million dollars. Come with him in his daily struggle with insanity and the journey to find the difference between sanity and the craziness of living in a loony bin. And I want to add a little bit more to uh, say what you were saying too. Growing up, I was honestly suicidal because I just could not grasp reading. I am dyslexic, dyslexic and possibly somewhat lisdexic. Yes, a silly joke that can be disempowering but most likely it all comes from chemical imbalances that had me on antidepressants at the ripe old age of eight. I think there is a really good chance that when you yell that you wish something sooner or later that you'll see it come to life. 20 plus years later, I went through a dark time. And the Looney Bin Journal is a true account of that horrible time as a double vision slowly became singular on the path to wellness. Having your first book published is pretty freaky to begin with, and this book is brutally honest and friendish, friend, fiendishly naked. Even going as far as telling the publisher, it had to be as close to word for word from what I learned through and documented or not publish it at all. What's and all, they say. I do humbly hope that it will be helpful to anyone going through or dealing with what I went through. In a perfect world, no one really wants to or tries to commit suicide and certainly doesn't succeed if they impulsively try, and that was me. Really, in a perfect world, they don't even dwell on the concept. That was why I found myself where I did as I wrote and shared what I went through. I do hope that some, anyone dealing with depression, substance abuse, or suicidal thoughts, or compulsions gets something useful from my Looney Bin journal and others enjoy it. So the matter, no matter the who, what, when, where, why of it all, for the moment, I just want to let you know I hope it is helpful to you. And I'd love for you to share some of what you wrote in there because I was in the loony bin three times. So let's hear your story. <laughs> you want me to grab the book? <laughs> I don't even have, I don't have a copy of the book yet, even. Yeah. Wow. Well, you could just share your story, and um, everyone, when they get the book, will learn a lot more. Well, like you mentioned, when I was eight. <clears throat> For me, sports has always been what keeps me sane. Mm. And in between seasons, I would, uh, you know, 
I didn't have energy, I was lethargic, I just, and then, um, you know, having trouble with, <clears throat> you know, certain things that uh, you, you're meant to go through, but because it was so much more for me at such a young age, um, you know, I don't have a problem that, uh, you know, I was medicated, but yeah, it, it had um, some effects that I'll, I'll never, I'll never know <laughs> what life would have been like if it, that wouldn't have happened. And, right. and I, I sometimes joke that I, I, <clears throat> I do the, I, I go through with the fall. I, uh, you know, almost like a, a, a pratfall, um, you know, slapstick comedy in a sense, so that one of the other multiverse, you know, multiverse universe, other versions of me has everything go right. Like, <laughs> I'm taking one for the team. <clears throat> oh. <I know. clears throat> Sorry that I... That's okay. <clears throat> Big old frog in my throat. You want to take a drink? <clears throat> That's that, uh, <clears throat> that has so, to do with your fifth chakra. Are you aware of the chakras? Yes, I am. So, you know that the frog in your throat is um, speaking your truth and just speaking about your journey. Um, yeah, it's not easy. That sometimes. And just like when we started speaking, I had the frog in my throat <laughs> because. For some reason, every time I start one of my interviews, I do have that frog in my throat, and I think it's my nerves saying, oh my God, am I going to do good on this interview? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, you're moving something around, and it's, it's picking it up. So I don't know mm. if you're, you're uh, somehow moving your fingers over the mic, but um, mm. just to have things as sounding as good as we can. Um, yeah, it is. It's still not easy, um, and and but it's not. Um, I don't know. It's such an overwhelming. It's like how do you how do you pick out that one dot? I forget the painter that you know these giant painting, and it's all dots. Mm -hmm. So you you uh, see all these moments throughout uh, the canvas of life when you look back and. And you don't think any one of them is more important or less important. It just, it was just that color for that moment. And uh, I knew I was going to commit suicide. I was going to attempt um, at such a young age. I just knew it was something that I needed to go through. I don't know why still, but um, uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah like, like how you had said, um, how you you know, went through it to share for others, so, um... Mm hmm And that's the same thing for you. I, I knew that from the time that we started communicating with each other, that we have the same mission in life, and I feel like you still have more struggles to go through because when you talk one-on-one -on -one or going back with your, your show and everything, that you're meant to attract the people to inspire them and say okay now I understand it and that's the goal of my podcast is to let people understand that it's okay we want to rid the stigma of mental illness and I know that's what you want to do 
So um, I'll say it now and again later that everyone listening, please, when the book is, actually I did find the book on Amazon and um, please purchase it. We'll share that at the end. But it will be very inspirational to you because it comes from an actual journey. And it's interesting because I thought about writing my own journey of all of my hospitalizations. And I don't know, Daniel, if you feel the same way as me, but to me, that was the best part of my life because I felt like I was on vacation. <laughs> I didn't have any worries in the world. I didn't have anybody to answer to. I was there to take care of myself and to learn what I've gone through and how to become a stronger person, especially the last time that in 2014 with my actual attempt where, yes, I went through this, but now I know I have to get better and inspire other people. So Daniel, I know that that's the same thing with you, and you started mentioning that right now you're going through some health situations, but I feel they're not going to be permanent, and by you working on it and knowing about your chakras, that you're going to get through it um, rather quickly, and quickly meaning maybe within six months. So I hope that I am correct with that for you. Yeah, I, uh, I want to run a marathon in marathon. That is one ah. of my one of my goals. Okay, that's yeah. great. I uh, I had a couple of knee surgeries. I did construction work. My stepfather had a construction company, so uh. did a lot of that stuff and took a lot of beating from it and and fought with gravity and didn't win. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, went out the roof a couple of times, so I, uh, mm -hmm. but, you know, um, there's a, are you familiar with the SHIP network? Yes. They're running this uh, Qigong summit right now, and I, I started studying Tai Chi in my early 20s. Okay. And, uh, remember the TV show Kung Fu? Yes. That was a big inspiration on my life, and... Yeah, so I've I've um, I <laughs> I was teaching Tai Chi at a park in Essexville, and it was on the water, and it was beautiful, and it was free, and they uh, ran a news story in the, the local paper on me, and the nice. next next class it went from like eight, which is which is a nice you know energetic amount of people, to uh -huh. about eighty. And all of them were over 80, wow. and all of them wanted to stand in the back, and it went from a conversation like this, <laughs> and, and no, you move a little, like, to, well, you got, and you're, <laughs> and they misquoted me, of course, and I was also studying Kung Fu with, uh, you know, uh, uh, entire family, the uh, Chungs from China, the Sifu is, uh, well, he's a psychiatrist and uh, oh, a psychologist professor, and also, you know, a martial arts master, and his father's there, and Si Gung, which means grandmaster, literally just grabbed my hand, like, like an old guy grabbing your hand easy, and buckled me, put me on the ground. You know, these people were just wow. so amazing. Um, but they misquoted me, and it looked like I was going to open my own studio across the street from Sifu. And... Ah talk about no good deed will go unpunished 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't win for losing. I had to apologize to the entire class. I had to inform each and every person that showed up that, no, I was no longer allowed to, to do this thing. And Oh, it's, wow. you know, I have a lot of humbling stories that, uh, yeah. Huh. Well, you can make a book of those stories. <laughs> Absolutely, I plan to. Yeah. I plan to, and uh, yeah, I just love, and I and I, I sometimes will literally like almost step aside and go, you know you got to go all the way because otherwise there's nothing to write about. Right. So, yes. yeah, I, uh, I, I, a really good friend of mine, I, I was living with um, my friend, her daughter, and then her father moved in, and then her husband would be husband moved in, and I was the reverend at their wedding, and I was also the um, the reverend at the, the father's funeral. Um, I literally said, "You may now put the finger on the ring." <laughs> I said, and it was on a stage too, so just to uh, to add to the theatrics. But um, but well, her son, her son wrote me just recently and said, "I still remember you saying, live your life like somebody's gonna, sp that somebody will spend nine dollars to uh, to go see." Huh? That's cute. I like that. Well, with I need to, to up, you know, the the price now for the but uh, <laughs> you know, the the idea still sticks. So I was yeah, it really uh, yeah, I was like, I. I who said that? Oh, you did. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's why I write things down because I don't always remember what I say. Oh, I know. <laughs> I need to start doing that too. Bring a recorder with me or something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, in the book it talks about how much I was writing in the back seat with just all these notebook papers, and it just was a yeah, leaf, yeah. you know, a storm of of weird ideas, but right. Well, that's, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the prelude to what I went through. I'd moved back. I was living in Texas. I was living with some friends in Austin, and my grandmother got sick. And my grandmother never missed a baseball game that I played. I figured I'd played over 300 games. And, uh, yeah, she was my rock. And we... Um, the Angels were always one of my favorite teams. The Angels and the Padres. It's, it's you know kind of funny that I was always gravitating yeah. towards Eastern philosophy, but you know these two teams were were my besides the Tigers, and the Angels won the World Series right before she died. And when I got up and spoke, you know I I said I had another Angel to to root for, and uh, yeah, I was I was yeah I was living at my sister's sort. I was remodeling my one of my best friends' basements, basically bouncing back and forth, living in the, the the car, you know, often and drinking far too much, mm. and it was just a downward spiral. And uh, yeah, I uh, awoke to uh, puking up black tar. Ooh. It was uh, my my. The letter that I left was this very, very long um, poem. Um, later, I can even read it if you'd like. I've never done okay. that. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it would. Uh, it's called one-way gator head. <laughs> it's. Uh, I. I like to play with words. And do you know the um, the musician Towns Van Zandt? Mm, no. Amazing, amazing. Uh, just storyteller and and just also a tragic, tragic uh, Swiss cheese feet from shooting himself in the foot. You know, I. I. Uh, <laughs> I have the same shoes, <laughs> but um, it was it was a play of words from one of his songs. It was one way gate ahead, and one way gator head, and I was going right in the mouth. And, uh, so why don't you read it now? I um, okay. It may take me a second to find it. So um, okay. So while you're looking, we can continue talking. I had asked. What inspired you to write this book? And you wrote tapioca jello. <laughs> Tell us about that, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it must have been something that I'm not. It, it, well, the thing is, it's. It doesn't make You know, it's. I know you told me this a few it's, months ago, so if you don't remember, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it's it's trying to explain the unexplainable. That it's like it's so obvious that you can't. It doesn't make sense. It's like I. It was just that I would. The sun would shine. It was just inevitable. You know, it's just it's just tapioca pudding. Okay. <laughs> it's a little you know, um, existential, but yeah, you know. That's what you go through, though. You go through a craziness like that. Right. That th random things make sense, and and right. And you can look back, and you can see the logic and the craziness. Yes. But it's also for me. My attempt was not planned. It was a spur of the moment. Reach for my pills. Mm -hmm. um, it was a crisis moment, but. I was hospitalized twice before, and one time also in between, they wanted to put me in the hospital, but there were no beds available in any hospital on Long Island. So I was told to go home. And it was like, oh my God, this is really crazy that they're not putting me in the hospital watching me. But um, I knew I had these thoughts so often, and it was always so scary. And it's like, oh my God, I don't want to do anything to myself. I need to protect myself. So each time that I went into the hospital was on my own doing. The first yeah. time I asked my mother to bring me. Um, the second time I asked my husband to bring me. And then the third time I was taken in a police car in handcuffs because I was out of control at that time. And um, my husband called the, the 911. So, um, I do not have those thoughts anymore because I've learned how to protect myself and um, know if something is starting to escalate, how to back away from the situation and not allow myself to ever have those thoughts again. So, um, again, I, I share that going to the hospital is not a scary situation because to me it was a vacation you were there to take care of yourself and to get yourself better do you have that same experience daniel um 
after the initial... Oh, I'm here. I didn't expect to be here. But but in a sense, I still did too. So, I, I don't know. It It's hard to... Um, after after a couple days um, like my the guy I was in um, he was schizophrenic and I have that on my my father's side my my aunt was schizophrenic and she used to take me over to uh, a cemetery at dusk and then run away so I was having nightmares and that's how I first got into counseling um, because wow. I was having these terrors because she would hide behind uh, tombstones you know and it would be pitch blackout and that's a pretty shitty thing to do to a little kid pardon my French yes. but yeah I feel bad for that little guy yeah my goodness but yeah I had this wonderful psychologist uh, I don't know what his uh, degree was but uh Mr. Thrash and he was this very tall black guy that had this big afro and he used to give me these like cardboard bricks and I you know they were about the size of uh, a shoebox and I would build them up the entire time and then run through them and just sit and talk with them the whole time it was so cathartic I still uh you know, it's such a, like a Buddhist mandala where they spend months, you know, making this amazing thing from sand and then, whoosh, you know, a, a, just a sweep of the hand and it's gone. And right. uh, you see the impertinence of things. Um, yes. You know, after a certain, you know, this isn't going to last. And that's, that's one thing you can convey to other people that um, the storm will pass. You know, you don't have to jump in the middle of it you know you can you know take precautions you you learn yeah with um like well for you how um how do you go to avoid um like did you use like nlp the the neuro-linguistic programming i listen to some of them i have a lot of subliminals Mm -hmm. um, I have them on my iPod, so most of the time I listen when I'm going to sleep, or I'll play them on the computer while I'm working. But I also have posted through my house, I typed up, I am healthy, and they're posted <clears throat> in certain places. And then I also posted, I am happy. So the affirmations alone are very strong. I learned to look in the mirror and love myself. I follow Louise Hayes' teaching about look in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. And it takes a long time to be able to do that, but once you accomplish it, it's like when you love yourself, then you're able to start healing. Um, there's the positive thoughts, like, okay, I know this situation's happening, but this is the better part of the situation. Like I said, I was hospitalized because of suicidal thoughts, but while I was in the hospital, I said, okay, I'm here to get better, and I am going to be better, and I am going to be happier. So all of that combined together really makes a difference. 
But if you want to uh, share a little bit and does the NLP help you, please share about that, Daniel. Yeah, I would like to do, um, well, a couple of years. I've done showcases on uh, the music of Israel, the music of Scotland, the music of Tibet, which is very cool. I, I had a chance to see uh, the Dalai Lama lead a, a lecture and a, and a meditation. Nice. Um, yeah, that was very cool. We had teamed with uh, TibetAid.org, and uh, I'd known one of the directors for years very yeah, just a, a great setup to do you know wonderful work and the listeners had raised more money that month than the rest of the year combined and at you know I still I still am proud of that the fact that some kids you know got some education and uh, they'll never know my part in it and uh, you know I hope um, you know that was positive but, but um I had a uh, and I was going through banged elbow syndrome. I had this nerve in my elbow that literally for months, it was like my elbow was banged, my funny bone. Wow. It was horrible. And huh. it really got me thinking about healing music and I wanted to do a showcase on, on that. So I'd started very much looking into um, just all you know as much as I could gather on how much music does heal you in so many different ways and and uh, you know I could just go on and on and on on about so many uh, but I'm still learning too I'm not a by any means an entire scholar but um, mm -hmm. from that you know learning about like EFT you know with the tapping um, yes I in fact I did that today um, in these these areas have always been of interest to me. You know, like I said, I'd studied Tai Chi um, for for quite a period of time. I was at one point in time like five days a week. I was I was either Kung Fu, Taoist meditation, and I wasn't doing all the other. Like I went through a quote unquote Taoist initiation, where for me I kind of Americanized it, like no sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, but I had gotten up like two hours early just to read the Tao Te Ching, to meditate on it, to do Tai Chi, tai chi and then again at night. And the discipline was such a difference for me, uh, which was good. It was almost like a shock to my system um, to remove, because uh, I, I, on my birthday I'm quitting smoking. I've been smoking for years. and. Uh, when I was teaching, I like I would still go to the bar, you know, at every so often. I lived across the street from it, so I'd, sometimes I'd go in and write and get orange juice. Um, it was just nice to be around people at certain times. Yes. Um, and people, how can you do that? And I go, well, I, I do the other so that I can do this. You know, it's, it's like the middle path, you know, you don't need to go to extremes. But I also can... Um, want to avoid things and that's a uh, um, a bad thing uh, for anyone um, but we, we what we, kind of things do you want to avoid well because of uh, the injuries I've been on pain medicine and like Monday I had gone and gotten an infusion of another medicine but it's not um, well, because of 
being on pills at such a young age, it's something that I've I've had problems with throughout. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking them now, but I'm not. You know, take yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not running out. You know, weeks or I'm not doing anything stupid with them. Right. Um, I'm. I'm training to run a 5K. Um, you know, things. Marathon, right? No, not a marathon yet. That's uh, uh, the marathon okay. is, is is my bucket list. Uh, that's that's something that'll take a lot of preparation. No, this is just okay. a local run. Um, and I I take uh, Dutch classes uh, three days a week, and uh, the people from there set it up. They they do some really nice things to uh, acclimate people, and uh, it's it's like a um, uh, a UN meeting. You know, when I go to class, you know, there's Syria, there's uh, Cuba, mm-hmm. there's I really enjoy that. Um, I've gotten such a um, a different perspective of the bubble that America lives in, and wow, do I. Like, I want to be back there to protect my family, but I do not want to be back there because it's chaos and nonsense. Yes. You know, I can't believe, you know, it's ridiculous at times. And the thing is, is like, there's a church here built in 1492. You know, it just really, you know, puts, you know, it's like, oh, our house is really, really old. It's 100 years old. Nah, that ain't so old. Right. You know, you um, you see the vastness of the world. You, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a slower. It's much more of a you know turtle keep your head in your shell type of a culture. So mm-hmm. I uh, I'm having you know trouble with that at times because that's not always my nature. Though that I'm like um, I don't know. I can I can have my moments where I don't mind telling the the fun story at the party but I also don't need to uh, go out and beat my chest um, with things either so right you're comfortable with people basically I think for the most part yeah yeah I think that I uh, well I think that with like for an example Andre the 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 guy uh, that I was in the room he had schizophrenia and Nobody knew what he was talking about, mm. but it made complete sense to me. What he was saying was, every time he gets close to somebody, they take part of them away, and that's why. Mm. And he would talk about you know crazy stuff, or his house has you know thirty four floors, and and <clears throat> you know you kind of like okay, you know you just listen. But there's other times that you see the screaming soul inside there trying to communicate. Yeah. And then you, you know, I was in San Francisco with my ex-brother-in-law, and every street person would come up and talk to me like, "Oh, you can't go in the red room. You got to." And I'm like, I know what you're talking about. He's like, "Why do they keep coming up to you?" And he, he got upset about it even. And I wasn't, you know, going and introducing him like I was the mayor of the city or anything. Mm-hmm. But when you have, um, you know, an energy that, you know. That people see that they can communicate, and I think that's sometimes yeah why I had to go through what I had to go to, so that I was on that playing field. That uh, yes, it is humbling by by uh, 
you know that you have this incredible gift that's uncomprehensible you're alive but yeah you didn't mm -hmm. want to be it makes no sense so because it's our mission I believe from past lives that everything in our past lives have brought us to this life to be able to help other people and I think that deep down inside we had a lot of turmoil in the past and that brings out everything in our negativity field and I'm actually this is just coming to me now that I realize this um, but we are on a mission mission to help other people exactly like I said and if we didn't live through it then we couldn't understand what the other people are talking about like the psychologist they know from listening to other people, but they can't feel what we feel. And we do attract the right people because they, they know our energy and they know that we're here to help them. So, um, yes, we're on a different playing field than everybody else, but that was put in our path because we were strong enough to be able to get past and you're still struggling with I'm still struggling with my health issues I'm not saying I'm healed I have days that I'm supposed to go someplace and it's like oh no I have to be in the bathroom again and I'm not going to share that story now but basically mind body and spirit work together and mind don't always coordinate so we're still going through our struggles but we can still relate with other people and For we sure. kind of know how to work around it and that's the biggest part of the message that I like to share is you can overcome and even if you get to the point of an attempt you can still say alright there's still something better out there for me and that's exactly what you're, you're trying to pull together and um, I give you a lot of credit for what you have gone through. And um, Daniel, I, I really want to share about your book. And before we close out, we will share that. But um, we're almost finished talking. And I have a few questions I wanted to ask you. Um, Time now, flew, everybody, didn't it? We've been trying to connect for at least six months. And yeah, yeah. These questions, <laughs> these questions have been from a while ago. So. Uh, Daniel, if you don't have an answer to one of them, we'll just skip over it. Oh, I can make something up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish. That's what we do. So, why do your socks never match? <laughs> because it would be ridiculous to spend that amount of time on that. You know, something that, you know, it's... Sometimes I purposely have, but that's me being festive. But it's... Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I forget. Like it was uh, like Christopher Walken said, he doesn't go by color, he goes by feel. They I have like to feel that. the same, so. Huh, that is great. Yeah. And kids will look at you and go, hey, that's all right. So, you know, it's always. And truthfully, good. I have two daughters. They're adult daughters. Mm. And a lot of times now they will still not wear matching socks. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something in their generation that they did in school <laughs> and carried a photo or what, but that's 
It's not unusual, but I like your explanation. Thank you. <laughs> Think about how much time you save throughout the course of your life. You'd be doing something cool instead of putting your socks together. That's right. ridiculous. I love it. Just throw them in the drawer <laughs> and grab whatever comes out. Absolutely. <laughs> and be, you know, get, you know, spice them up, you know, get some weird colors too, you know? Yes. Have the some, nice you know, because, you know, your, you know, your shockers will, will pick up on that, even if it's not visible to everybody else. They'll right. know. They'll know. So. That is great. Thank you. So what is your purgatory? Ah, falling forever in a vortex in an itchy sweater with no arms. That is my purgatory. Oh my god. Itchy sweater with no arms. Yelly! Yeebly jeebly's. <laughs> yes. Ah. Really think I about it. The, oh, yes, I, go ahead. Have you have you ever been in a floating tank? No. It um do it. Yeah, it is absolutely, if you have, uh, yeah, you know, if it's reasonable in cost, there's a place not too far from, uh, it's, I think, 25 euros for, things are expensive here, a pair of Levi's is uh, about $125. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. But they got health insurance. Everybody's got health insurance, so. Okay, that's a big difference. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I've been very fortunate. I got nothing but good things to say about it. Um, well. I my income is my disability check and mm -hmm. it's only thirteen hundred dollars a month and three hundred has to go to my health insurance, which is outrageous. And that's only the main insurance. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at least you're able to do that, you know, and yes. you know, in time you're going to be successful with this too. So. You know, this yes. is just where you're at at this moment. That's all. And that's what I tell everybody that. Well, you um, have to tell everybody who's going to have I'm yourself. still healing, but I have my goals of being off the system. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think about it. You know, if everything was vanished, that um, you know, of course, everything would have kept continuing with or without us, but. You know, this book, the music, the show, the uh, the finger on the ring, all these experiences that I was so lucky to go through and, and continue to go through and live more. Yeah, I have tough times here. Yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm getting through them, and I'm publishing books. You know, I plan to. I have a few lined up. I have. To, I have a whole CD of music of this incredible British friend of mine that he's like underground British uh, DJ legend and he asked for one uh, piece of music to put on this cassette it was cassette day in the UK and some okay. of them sold and that's what sparked me to uh, I, I have it uh, it's in view all the time because um, yeah people believed in me and they liked it and uh, and that's great. Yeah, it it wouldn't have happened. Well, I can't say that, but um, it wouldn't have happened the way it did without you know Tim. And the fact that he did like later he said, "Hey, can I have a couple more pieces?" So I I put together you know a couple of emails full of like you know thirty pieces of you know or poems and short stories. He recorded all of them. I have I have a CD coming out. 
of somebody else reading my words. And when I was nice. in first grade, we were asked to to write poems, and the college or the uh, high school drama class they acted them out, and that was mind blowing for me. And it was just a poem about sitting underneath the clouds and and uh, them changing. And wow. I thought that was so cool, and I still do. And uh, there was talk about my book becoming a movie already, and that wow. because it's you know it's. A memoir it's you it's like who would play you it's like whoa me i can't you know uh -huh. that will have you like looking when you're like in between two mirrors you know you see it like, yeah that's a minor wrinkler <laughs> uh, then they do have to do that that sounds great and the thing is it's the funniest book <laughs> it's a really funny book and that's okay. the really you know thing is that's what heals you know yes you gotta keep laughing. You gotta keep making yourself laugh. You gotta keep yes, finding things funny. Definitely. I was actually interviewed yesterday by the publisher of a um, collaborative book that um, actually released yesterday, and she did a little bit of a meditation and asked us, um, her guests, what did they get out of the meditation? And I said, the energy to go forward and her laughter. Because nice. her laughter is so contagious, it lights up the room, and that is, you know, you gotta laugh because that's what helps your endorphins and everything be, you know, helps you be strong. But like I said, we are running short on time, and it went fast, didn't it? I wanted to ask you the other two questions that um, you like to work with visual arts and um, painting and drawing. What do you draw? I draw crazy amoeba jazz art that is suitable to hang on your inside closet door. Ah, why the inside? <laughs> because it's not that good to go on the outside. <laughs> well, if you looked at some of the paintings, I like using there, I like using I'm crayons. Sure yours compatible. I use crayons predominantly. I have this big, I was doing some today even. I I had gotten this cool uh, Buddhist uh, coloring book. It was on clearance and I, I've been digging nice. that. So, but yeah, I keep, I keep a guitar. Well, I got a bass in my hand right now next to me <laughs> and you know, the coloring. So, I mean, yeah, I'll take my breaks to, uh, to stop thinking about marketing or blah 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 and learning all this crazy stuff that it's I struggle with but uh me too but I've been doing coloring too um but I've been using the colored pencils and the books that I have are like goddesses and you know all kinds of spiritual books and I love doing mm -hmm. that and it's another form of meditation for Absolutely. me because it's relaxing and distracting mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we were talking about the subliminal, something um, that I would very much like to do is do personalized, like, affirmations for people. Yes. That would be wonderful because people say, well, I don't know if that's right for me. No, that doesn't make sense. And when it's put directly for them, that would be a great help. Maybe so, it's something that we could combine. Yes, yes. Let's I talk about that. that. Let's talk about that. 
Okay, we will do that because that sounds like a, a great idea. I never thought of that before. And what, let's go back to this, what is your success dream? To be in a foreign, <clears throat> a foreign land and wander into a used bookstore and find a copy of my own book. Uh, that that's that's my dream. That's my dream. And I would say I would love to have that happen with me too because our books are meant to inspire. And that would be really a great dream come true. Well, the thing is, is I didn't say it was this book. I plan on publishing more. Okay. This is my this is my my springboard, and the thing is, um, maybe it was the worst idea, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I could have, yeah, I could have published it, but it, like, I had to make sure this one got out. Right. You know. Yes. It, it couldn't sit, you know, in a, a shelf or a file cabinet, metaphorically speaking. Exactly. So. I know what you mean, and um, I continue writing, and yesterday made my 14th best-selling book. I only have one of my own, but all of them are collaboratives, and they're all best-sellers, so I'm proud to say I'm a part of that. And, Good for um, you. Wow. This book is Step Forward and Shine, where I actually spoke about my journey into becoming a podcaster. And I shared about a lot of the people that I interviewed in the beginning. So that was helping them shine at the same time. So I am excited to be a member of that book too. So um, before we say goodbye, would you like to share anything else? Maybe you what you wrote that you were going to tell me before. Oh, I, I, I totally spaced in a... I forgot to keep looking for a... Okay, that's that. all right. You could send it to me, and I can post it with the um, recording. Well, let me give me one second here. If it's not right here, then uh, when um, Hotmail changed to Outlook, I lost. I would save these parts of ideas in my yes. my drafts, and I lost all. I lost thousands of them. I've had oh this email God. for 20-some years. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. But, uh, okay. I did find it. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, I haven't read this one ever, so uh, forgive any of my faux pas. But, um, uh -huh. gigantic one-way gator head. Searing dumb luck and lofty craze. I was going to hit the southern train. I'll die in time. Some will say... I was just a cluck. Whiskey shredded popsicle spirits. My fingers, my toes, I pray. Never to go underground. To find the starving cub. A two-bit hitman. It dulls the, it dulls the senses to want to die. It hurts when someone says they won't live long. When you want them a part of your life. I will miss no one but you. The fear is long gone. It skipped to my watering loo, hand in hand with hope, faith, and pride. I never thought that I'd ever really matter. Every man made fails in time. 
the cheap car totaled, not worthy of the money. No one goes to the junking crashing into the metal cube. Please don't come to mine. If later the coin says tails, and I do go off again, this time not failing. Kick any preacher's ass that tries to speak. No church, no tombstone. I've wasted too much to waste more. God, that's fucking depressing. I don't like the world or what is becoming of it. The desire to do what? Maybe tell some more stories, but none were all that good anyway. Yet every winter, I'd find the tree with one leaf. Why does it hold on? Why do you want to leave? The sanitarium blues by Towns Van Zandt is wavering in my ears. I feel like the anti-Midas. Everything I touch turns to decompose. Decom the trail needs to end. Love even lie. I can't, but I act. Maybe I can. Seeing faces and tainted vision, but those could leave fast. And I'll leave in time. I robbed my own bank. With love, Daniel J. Harris. With oh, luck, wow. with luck, maybe we'll talk again. But don't count on it. If I was to say goodbye to all, I'd say. Kadota42 is the password to my email. It's not the lack of love. It's something yet to be put into words. But like I said, might no longer lives. Bezos' trust in Samada High fucked the world up in a good way. Hmm. Apologize for the swearing, but... That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. That is amazing. You really put a lot of powerful information into that. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for, for allowing me to. You're welcome. Mm. So we've been both been through a lot, but we're here to share and to inspire. So thank you for sharing everything. And would you like to share any place that um, people can get your information from, your website? Supigato.com. Okay. Um, if you, um, I was planning to, well, I put together, like I have, there's going to be three CDs and I took one of the, the written, <clears throat> the lyrics or poem of it to make an ebook. Um, and, but I, I don't quite know how, do you know how, if, if I give you the PDF, um, you can give it to uh um i don't know how to do any of the, <laughs> the like uh, the clever uh um you know the people that got it together at this point in the show that uh, if you buy my product and and you'll get this free and or at this i'm i don't do things like that <laughs> so uh okay i have All some right. stuff that i would love to people have um music um and i can it's now available for uh for purchase it hadn't been for for year or so we'd been on three different labels and we broke up in six months after the cd came out I, I have so i could spend yeah i could tell a lot of stories yeah <laughs> well we, maybe we just have to get together a second time and you could tell your stories but we are over time yeah 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 and, and uh, um you know i 
I will talk to you after we're finished with the recording and everything. Sounds but good. Um, I want to say thank you for everything that you shared and for being the person you are. And uh, thank you. Daniel, I, I wish you well with everything coming forward. Thank you for being here. This has been a pleasure. This was really uh, the first interview that I've done that more focused on the book. So thank you for okay. uh, being the first of, I hope, many. <laughs> you are very welcome. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Daniel had to share. Please be cool. Please be wise. That's how I ended the show. Sorry. Yes. No, that's very good. As a reminder, you can check out my info on my website at www.catherinemlaub.com. I offer a free report on overcoming stress. If you would like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com. If you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can find information on my website. We can talk on the phone, through Skype, email, or if you're local to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. I send out prayers to all of those who are struggling through Mother Nature's happenings and events. This is a horrible time, and I, I really um, help everyone can be as safe as can be. Again, you can find Daniel at supigato.com, and that's www.supygato.com. This is Catherine Laub. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.